So as part of my nano prep this year, I have uh, started a rewrite on the first book that I ever published. This isn't the first time I've done a rewrite of it, but it is the one that's bringing it in line with the continuity of the setting as it's going forward. It's a weird experience going back to words that I had written 15 years ago for the most part and touch them up and do things with them. And I want to talk about that on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that thing, I'm not necessarily rewriting the whole thing, but I, I am, yeah, this is a thing, and I want to talk about it. <laughs> so, before I get into all that, if you haven't already, Please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance that we actually get to communicate with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. I want to say thank you for everybody who's already done that. And yeah, let's just get started. So, I, I had brought this idea up previously and thought that it might be something that I would end up doing. And today, while I was working on some of the prep for the new book that I'm pretending that I'm going to write next month, even though I know how my mind works and it's not the book that I'm going to end up writing, yeah, I started rewriting the first of the four Liquid Sky books, the first book in the Legends of the Jade Moon, I started rewriting Child of Centuries today. And it's a weird experience. See, I don't go back and read and reread my old work all that often. I do sometimes for reference when I'm continuing a series or something, but yeah, this is a whole weird experience because Liquid Sky kind of covers several eras of my life. I wrote the first book initially back when I was still living in California and I hand wrote the entire thing by hand. I still have the I still have it. I rewrote the I wrote the entire thing by hand and Brian very graciously typed it up for me. And it wasn't until we ended up living in Missouri that anything came of that manuscript. And it's a book that I have a lot of mixed feelings about. It was the first book that I ever had come out. It was the first book published. And I had some not-so-good experiences with editors with that book and made some compromises that I wasn't proud of. And that's why I 
I believe it was in 2006, I did a slight reworking of the book to put back in material that had been cut out when it had originally come out because the editor that I was working with, I naively listened to them and they told me that nobody would care about a gay character and nobody would care about a book with reincarnation and magic and stuff in it. And so not understanding what I was doing, I listened to them and I cut out everything that made me love the book. And so it was a very hard book for me to sell because it, in my eyes it was so compromised. And I sat down and I went through, and I believe it was in 2005 or 2006, did a rework of it and re-released all four books then. And the reason I'm doing it now is I've never been happy with it. And to me, this is the best thing about my life now, being completely and totally self-published and being able to put my work out in the universe as much in whatever way and fashion I want, I am able to go back to these books that I, I do love. There are so many characters in these books that I am just absolutely head over heels in love with. And I can touch them up. I can fix them. I can repair them. I can do what I want to with them. I think this is one of the reasons why I have a lot of, uh, I don't know, I, I guess it's why I'm so invested in George Lucas's reworks of the Star Wars trilogy, because I understand where that comes from. When you weren't able to technologically pull off some of the things that you wanted to do, and you now have the ability to do that, yeah, there's a strong urge to go back and do that, to fix it, to make it better, to make it the book you always wanted it to be, to make it the thing you always wanted it to be. And I think I'm at a place in my career now where I have found my voice. I know who I am as a writer. I know the kind of stories that I like to tell. And the best part of it is the vast majority of the copies that were sold were digital copies sold. And when I update the book, I'm not putting it out as a separate edition. I'm going to put it out on the original feed. So everybody who previously bought it will get the new version. And I will probably preserve some form of the original if people actually ask for it. But I don't expect that to happen. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, if people really want it, I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen. But yeah. So everybody who bought it is going to get it again. So I don't feel guilty in the idea that I'm asking people to buy it again because it's not that whole special edition problem that I faced with a lot of the movies and franchises that I've loved over the years. Where yeah, you want to buy it again for that 17 seconds of additional footage. Yeah. But it is a strange thing to go back to these ideas and to go back to these people and these characters that I haven't written about in so long. It's like reading an old journal, like reading an old diary. And it's also like hanging out with old friends. Because the weirdest thing about them was, as soon as I sat down and I just kind of looked at the text, I remembered Janus, and I remembered who he was, and why he was the way he was, and just instantly rolled back into him, and was able to inhabit his mind, and do some things that 
you know, I wasn't doing deep POV back then. And that's one of the things that I really want to fix in this one is I don't think you get to re I feel like the characters are really flat and I'm wanting to bring them out more. And so being able to just sink into his mind and be able to write from his perspective again, just so natively and so naturally, it, it warmed my heart. This, it was like visiting an old friend that I hadn't seen for a really long time and getting to play with them, getting to hang out with them, getting to tell stories about the good old days and be able to, I don't know, you know, relive those old glory days. Because I remember when Liquid Sky came out, I thought I had made it, you know? I was so naive because I had a book out and it was selling okay. I mean, it wasn't, you know, going gangbusters, but it was going okay. And I ended up parlaying the success of Liquid Sky into a deal with Amazon. And that's how Fate's Harrow came about. And that was way before the Kindle, way before KDP. And I wrote those stories with them. And I'm glad to have all the rights to all this back because one of the things I'm probably going to do is go back and revisit Fates Harrow and pretty it up too. Especially because I think there could be so much there. They had, they wanted short stories. And so that's what I provided them. But that, that's a topic for a completely different day because that's not what I'm working on right now. Even though it, it kind of is how I got to where I am now because I've been obsessing over Fates Harrow and Liquid Sky for most of my career, for most of my writing life, because these books mean so much to me and I want them to mean so much to others. They, they got away from me. They got out into the world in a way that people enjoyed. I mean, people did like them. I got a lot of nice things said to me by people who liked them, but you know, Yanis was always intended to be a gay character. And while in the second edition, I was able to bring that back kind of, I didn't really write him, rewrite him in a way that brought that to the fore and made it as, I don't, I don't want to say explicit because it's not really the right word, but I didn't actually make it as, uh, I don't want to say obvious, it's not the right word either. It didn't make his identity as integral to him as it should have been. Because there were still remnants of a fake storyline that they, my original editor insisted on where he and Daru could end up together. And I want to change their relationship. <laughs> I, want to I definitely want to rewrite their relationship because they were just friends. I wish I could say that rewriting this book and going back into this, you know, lost chapter of my life was easy. That it was easier than actually writing a book. But in a lot of ways, it is, it's writing all over again. Now, the reason I've done this, I think, I hope I've made clear, is, you know, it's just, I want these characters to shine more than they did, especially since one of them will be a character in the new book. So, yeah, I really want to make sure that we understand them a lot better than we did 
because I was not good at writing characters in my early books. I really wasn't. And I don't know that I'm great at it now, but I definitely believe that I'm better at it now than I was back then. And that's the thing. That's the wonderful thing about today. We as creative people have control, not over, only over our legacy and how we're remembered to a certain degree and how our work is put out into the world. But we have control over that work itself. And while I don't want to end up in an endless spiral of constantly every so many years going back and rewriting my old work, that's something I really don't want to do. I want to move forward. I have a lot of ideas that I want to get to. It's a wonderful thing that we have now that I don't think we allow ourselves to celebrate as much as we should, that we have the power and the freedom to do that now. We're not bound by contract to faceless corporations and companies that don't care about us unless we're making inordinate amounts of money for them. We're not trapped in a system that doesn't care about us. We have the ability to build and create our own destinies. We have the ability to make everything that we do the way we want to do it. And if that means taking risks, if that means experimenting, if that means rewriting and rewriting and rewriting, in an endless perpetual loop where we start to feel like an aurora is chewing on its own tail, then we can do that. That is something that we have the right and the power to do. That's not something we could have done previously. It's not something we should have done previously. You see, back in the day when everything was print and we had to sell our souls to the faceless corporations that run the world. We had no say in what happened to our creative works. They had them. They had the power. And we as creative people need to remember that we have that power in our own hands now. We control our own destiny. We control our own fate. And we need to be careful not to sell ourselves short, not to do things to go back that will cause us to go back to the way that it used to be. It's one of the reasons why I left KDP Select, why I'm no longer in Kindle Unlimited, because everything that I did had to make Amazon happy. It didn't have to make me happy. Whether it made me happy didn't matter or not. If it made me happy, but it made Amazon uncomfortable, they would take it down. And I got into fights with them over some trolls who want, this was a while back, but once upon a time, some trolls flagged one of my books as being pornographic. And I had a huge fight with them and dared them to find the sex in the book because it's not in there. I didn't do that. And because all of my creative output was trapped in this one basket inside of Amazon, they controlled me. They controlled what I could do, what I could think about, what I could imagine. And they don't deserve 
that trust and they don't deserve that power. No one does. If you are writing, write for you. Tell your stories. Make them as weird and bizarre as you want them to be. Release them in the way that you want them to be released. Do what you can to satisfy your own creative itch. And while that may just sound like bland pep talk on my part, it's not. There are companies out there that are trying to figure out how they can take control of our work. How they can take our work away from us again. Netflix and Amazon and Disney want to control all the intellectual property everywhere. They do. They're working on it. They're building their little fiefdoms, their little hegemonies, where they control what people can do with their stories. So what happens when we want to write our own version of Cinderella? Be careful. Disney will be watching. Make sure that everything that you do doesn't infringe even in the slightest on what they're doing. The world is a dangerous place for us creatives, mainly because these companies that exist out there dangle such wonderful and lofty rewards in front of us. KDP is a wonderful tool, and it's only one of many tools, but when you get in bed with Amazon, they are a jealous master. They are here to control us. They are here to control you and me. They will punish your work if it is not in KDP. Select. They will punish your work. I will... <laughs> okay. I went and searched one of my titles today. Because I wanted to see, I couldn't, I didn't feel like logging into my KDP account and I just opened up Amazon real quick and searched. I could not find it. It was, it didn't come up in search. It wasn't until I added my own name, did it show up in search. And of the things that showed up, I'm not going to say I'm the only, I have the only book or product in Amazon called Labyrinth of Souls, but none of the things that returned on the homepage had that name on that first page of search results it used to show up it was number one until i stopped dealing with kdp select now i don't know that that's necessarily related i can't prove any of that but we do know that they favor page reads from kindle unlimited the more page reads you get, the higher your review, your high, the higher your ranking. And if you're not in KDP Select, if you're not in Kindle Unlimited, you're not getting that boost. See, they're not punishing you. They're just favoring those who play the game. Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm done. These are my books. This is my story. I'm going to put it out there the way I want. And I encourage you to do the same. Yeah, I'm not making as much money off the books as I was when I was exclusive to Amazon. Because sales on the other platforms hasn't made up the uh, difference from 
the money that I've lost in not getting KDP reads, you know, not getting the uh, Kindle Unlimited reads. But it's not all about the money. It's about being who we are. And I don't want this to get quoted back at me at some point in the future. I'm not saying that I would never go back to being exclusive with them. I'm just saying it needs to be more on our terms, on my terms. And right now, it's not. Can't wait till you get to read the new version of this book. And I can't wait till you read the new books. There's so much going on. Thank you for listening. This is more of a ranty episode. But I just had some stuff I had to get off my chest. If you haven't already, please rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, you can either go to the show notes and click the voice message system. That will let you send me a voice message, surprisingly. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am CE Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you've got a dollar you can pass my way, it really does help. That is the main way I'm supporting myself right now, that and the podcast. Um, in the show notes, you'll find a link to both my Patreon and the listener support page. The difference between the two is the people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. I wish I could give stuff to both people, but I don't have a method for that the other way. Anywho, if you can, as little as a dollar a month really does help out a lot more than you realize. But, and I want to say thank you to everybody who is already doing that. But if you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, don't worry. It's alright. I do this because I love it. But if you know somebody you think would like any of the stuff that I do, this podcast, the world building over at World Anvil, or the books, please share it with them. That really does help me out a lot. Thank you all. You mean the world to me. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.